Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back in, folks. We've just gone one o'clock. Great to have your company on Afternoons with Staffy. I've said uh, if you've got any questions for Warriors coach Andrew Webster, he'll be joining the show very, very shortly. Uh... I don't really need any of my own. That has lit up. Um, so um, I'll get through as many of them as I can for you. Um, we're just getting them up now. Uh, so double eight double three. any questions for the head coach of the Warriors? Double eight double three is the Tempervere Post text machine. I'm sure he's keen to hear everybody's questions and thought, even a thought, Celebrate with us. He joins us now, head coach of the Warriors, Andrew Webster, joins us. Webby, welcome in. How are you? Mate, you've made radio easy today, you and your team. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, New Zealand's such a good place to live uh, for sports fans when the Warriors are firing. And boy, did they fire yesterday, Webby. Oh, mate, well, we certainly fired for 60 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> um, the first twenty, we uh, we uh, certainly didn't fire there. We got a lot a lot wrong, mate. But um, to their credit, they've shown it all year. They know how to come back. They know how to give up, and they keep fighting. And you just got to keep that going now. Um, before we talk about the game in particular, I just wanted to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you to wind the clock back. You you, you did a stint with the Warriors, and then you went away, yep. and now you've come back. What did you witness in your first stint at the club that you thought, I want to enhance that, or I want to stop that? Did, did you have feelings from your first association with the club to what you wanted to do when you came over as head coach? Uh, I just thought, Last time I was here, well, one, it was such an enjoyable experience. I thought the people the people made the place so special. Uh, and I mean that. I mean that from office staff to players to coaches um, to everyone. So that's, that was one of the parts that excited me about coming back because I love the place. I thought there was a real special special connection with um, how good with the people are. And I think that has a big impact on the football club, on any probably organisation. If you've got good people, you your chance of having success. I thought the, the next bit was just been a bit, bit of a bit more ambitious. Mm. So when I worked under Andrew McFadden, he was extremely ambitious, like and what he wanted for the club and where he wanted to take it. So I learned a lot from Cappy on that. Um, but I just felt like some of the players were just happy at the time just to be here, just to wear a Warriors jersey and just to be a part of it, rather than uh, let's actually go and win it. Let's create something really good. Yeah, and that's that's unfair to a lot of the players who weren't like that, who were ambitious, because there was a there was a lot of them. But I just felt like, yeah, as a group, as a group, we needed to go after it and and um, believe in ourselves, and actually, we're here to we're here to win as many games as we can. So that that's what I wanted us to have when when I arrived. From my observations and a couple of brief conversations I have with you, I've sort of defined you as an Ears open before mouth opens, type of bloke. <laughs> Ears open, yeah. I'm a, 
Uh, are you trying to say I'm a good listener? Yeah, like I think I, I don't think you're going to come in day one gunslinging and say, right, we're going to do this, 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 and change that and do all that. I think you listen to the people first. Uh, mate, I, I think I think what the the idea is you, you put a staff around you, um, and you they're great sounding boards. Um, if you don't actually listen to them, what's the point of them actually being there? Um, so I, I wanted to dig into kind of where we're at, where we were at in the past a little bit, so we can move forward fast. Mm. And once we did that, and they gave me great insight, everyone gave me great insight. The players gave me great insight that we we're here on what they thought the issues were and what was happening. And then we wanted to sort of say, like, right, that's gone. Okay, we know what it is, we know what's wrong, um, and it's not far, that far away to fix. So to your point, I've had plenty of good advice from a lot of people and. And, and then there was also a big part of me that I, I thought, well, this is what wins games in the NRL. So this is <laughs> this is what is going to win at every club. Mm-hmm. And then also what's going to be our special about us, what's going to be different about us being a Warriors club. So you're right, there's been lots of people who have helped helped with that. And, um, yeah, I appreciate it. So I, I, I don't know if my wife would say I'm a great listener, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> Um, uh, had a few questions about Sean Johnson. What's been the key to him turning around his form? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm getting asked it a lot, and it's a good question. Like, um, I don't think things are complicated for Sean at the moment. It's real clarity around what's expected of him and how to go about. Um, Sean's getting energy from his defence and his effort areas. Everyone sees the the result of the final try to win us the game or the kick to put it over. Um, Sean, Sean yesterday when we were behind, didn't throw the ball around or carry on and try and try and make up the, the points difference by just going off the plan. He went back to the plan with complete clarity um, and then we slowly, we slowly mowed down the, the points difference and I think Sean's just got clarity around what works for him and what works for the team and but I, I honestly believe he gets his energy from his defence and any special efforts. So um, I, I think it's a real simple game for Sean at the moment. And he's just, when you're that confident, man, you've got to ride the wave. He gave a fantastic post-match interview yesterday and he said some of the stuff that was being said at halftime was actually quite hilarious and quite funny with things like, just imagine. This is one to tell our grandkids, just imagine. Um, how much input did you have at halftime uh, or generally in halftime, and how much is player led? Oh, I mean, it's, it's always going to be both. It has to be, otherwise we're, we're never going to have success. Um, so I, I said it in a press conference, there's no Chichillian speech there. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't up on my box um, coming up with some great, great speech I read out of a book. It was all just around the facts. Um, uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't yelling and screaming. There was no sprays, was none of that. It was just, boys, these are the facts. This is actually what we're doing, doing so poorly that we've never done. Like, when I say we've never done, like this season, we've that's not us. Mm. Uh, if we fix it, you, you'll actually be so shocked on, on what this could result could be. And the whole grandkids um, thing and stuff that Shawnee was saying after the game, like, yeah, that that was play driven. That was certainly wasn't coming from me, but. I'm sure they can tell their grandkids one day about what what a day it was and what a great win. 
Um, I'll get to the text machine. Uh, so many of our listeners uh, have got questions, but the first one's a Warriors fan in Sydney, and he says, I've got no questions for Webby. I've just got two statements. Number one, thanks. And number two, please stay. <laughs> I'm going nowhere <laughs> That's the story uh, And Chris says Can you please re-sign for 10 years Thanks from Chris um, uh, Gosh and there's another one No question Just a big thank you For being our coach That's Mike from Turangi uh, For Andrew Webster from Mikey Not such a question But thank him for starting To turn a hard-bitten cynic Of the Warriors like me I've been hurt too many times. I'm certainly watching and enjoying, and I'm a dyed-in-the-wool rugby union man. You've got to me. There you go. There's a win. (laughs) (laughs) That's a win. We need more of those. Uh, Here we go, Staffy. A question for Andrew Webster, please. Is the attack, when passing wide, a little too lateral at times? It looked easy to defend at times. Perhaps a roving player out back ready to shoot back on an angle and run straight, as is the case when attacking close to the line. But a big congrats on the win and great entertainment. Yeah, oh, we definitely got too lateral, particularly coming out of our own end at times. I thought um, down there we we <clears throat> we had. I won't I won't dive into the plan too much because. Uh, I don't want to give too much away to the opposition, but yep. we, for probably the first two sets, got too lateral down there, too side to side. We, um, you look at Big Marata's try, look at Josh Curran's try. We wanted to be more like that. We were hitting, we were hitting hard lines at inside shoulders, um, even change of direction places, particularly in those conditions when it was greasy. We wanted to do more of that, mm-hmm. um, but we we realised it fast. I thought um, we realised it fast and fixed it, and. That's that was what I got excited about with Sean is just clarity around what the plan was and yeah, we got really good results from it. So um, great tech because um, they're on the money. Definitely <laughs> on the money there. Uh, I've got one, another statement here which I do want to share with you. Hey Webby, I love the Warriors and the resilience and confidence you have instilled in our team. It's just amazing. Uh, thanks so far for how you've transformed this team. Cheers from Dave and I've just purchased five tickets for the Napier match. That's good news. Uh, Very good. Coach Andrew, are the Warriors the fittest they've ever been? Fans are saying this, but was preseason different for this squad? Uh, I look, I can't tell you if it's different because I wasn't here. Mm. Um, but I can just tell you, it was very hard. It was, it was specialised. So um, that sound, probably sounds silly, but we um, we did a lot of long running. Don't get me wrong, like every preseason has to have components of that, but... We did a lot of game-related fitness. Everyone's probably thinking, well, why doesn't every team do that? Why haven't we done that in the past? But um, I feel like our players turned up in really good condition so that we could dive into that quicker. Mm. If they turn up in a terrible shape and they're not professional in their break, or what happens is you've got to do a lot of lot of long running to get them into shape before you even touch the football. So we actually played a lot of games, um, football game-related games, where we put them in scenarios where um, there was constant fatigue and there was constant intensity because the NRL has just got unbelievable amounts of intensity for long periods of time. Mm. So you've got to be really specialised. And I think Bale and Couples and our whole performance team they just take some um, take some confidence and wraps for that because they've um, done a great job there. But, mate, we did so much football-related conditioning and early in the season when people sort of need to get match fit, I don't feel like we've needed that because we've had it all pre-season. 
A few questions about Cam George was on last week saying there's still space in the roster for maybe an addition. Um, Are we any closer to deciding or are there enough players available? How, How are you addressing that? Mate, we, we, we are. It's just it's a case for us that we're going to get the right person. So um, we're not just going to fill it for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just got. We've got to be careful there. We can't make poor decisions just because we're like, oh, well, we've got to get someone, and then and then as a result we get them and they're the wrong person. Um, so we're just trying to be really smart with with those inclusions. And if the right person comes along, then we'll jump at it. And so. If the right person doesn't, then that's fine. I mean, you got to understand where everyone's, I'm sure, and I understand this, we're happy with the roster. Well, we're happy with how it currently is and who's here and what everyone's producing. Um, but there is space. Um, there's one position available. And, um, we, we can we can fill that position. If that right person comes on, we'll, we'll improve what we're already happy about. Uh, Webby, my producer's Sam Hewitt, and he calls the games for SENZ on radio here. He ages and poos his pants, and he just gets so excited for your games. I'm going to chuck it over to him because I'm sure he's got some burning questions. Yeah, still trying to catch my voice, actually, after uh, the last 10 minutes. It went for about 30 in my head. Um, Webby, mate, the the decision, I guess, um, you know, Tohu getting ruled out late, and the decision to to start Dylan Walker, what what was your thinking around that, and and why did you actually end up starting Jazz in the end? Uh, Dylan, um, Dylan's like... well, it's a good question. The, the main reason is it's, it's one sub. So what I mean by that is I, I feel like Dylan Walker was going to need a break at some stage. So if I started Dylan, I would have to bring him off, which is one sub, and then I'd want to put him back on. So that's two subs. Mm. Right? And I didn't want to waste that sub. So the idea was put him on after 20 minutes, and then he's there for the last 60, and that's one sub. Now, I, I don't think, feel like Dylan would have changed the way we started yesterday. I thought Jazz Tavanga did a great job. I feel like there was other reasons why we didn't start well. Um, and Dylan historically has never really started in the middle ever. He's actually never ever done that role. He's always been off the bench. So I didn't really, I didn't really want to um, set him up to fail if he hasn't done that. As good of a player he is and experienced, he probably would have handled it fine. But um, yeah, I just wanted to save a sub there because we, you, you don't have many. You've got to be smart around him. But also at the same time, yeah, Dylan's never done that. And Jazz has started plenty of times in his career. And I thought Jazz was, you know, his third game back was ready to do it. And uh, I guess the, the, the later change further on in the match, um, but pulling Ronald Volkman off, and, and he did seem to struggle a little bit in that first 20 minutes. I thought, um, just from my observations out on those edges, he, he was just struggling a touch. I guess if you did take him off, you know, because you thought maybe he was struggling a little bit, how do you, you know, what, what sort of conversations are you having with him this week? Because he's come out of New South Wales Cup, you know, stepping up into a big game like that. How do I guess you, you put that support around him to make sure that, you know, he keeps his head up and, and he sort of keeps his place in the first grade team? Oh, well, Ronnie, um, Ronnie caught the knock in the first half, so he came off and then he went back on. And Ronnie changed his defence. It was like a reset moment, I think, for Ronnie, mm. and he should take a lot of confidence from it. So he shouldn't, he shouldn't be leaving there last night um, negative about it, and his actions certainly aren't. He's very happy for the team. He's very motivated by what he wants to improve on. But I, I thought he, he went back out and fixed it very quickly. It's like a reset moment for Ronnie, which is... You've got to learn faster than that, and he will. But he, I thought he, 
well, I thought at least he did it. Um, and the other thing too, I was just talking about Dylan. I didn't want to get him off. The main reason why Ronnie came off was Dylan was that tired in the middle. Like he was out on his feet. And if, he, if I moved him to six late, because I didn't want to take Dylan off. He's too experienced at the back end of the game. Mm. If I moved Dylan to six, he could get a breather and still be that calming influence for us. So it was more about that than Ronnie's. Ronnie's terrible, let's get him off the field. It was more a case, I, I need to keep Dylan on the field. How do I let him recover while still being an influence? Mm. Um, that was the tactical plan there, rather than Ronnie getting hooked. It certainly wasn't that situation. Because I, like I said, I thought Ronnie was improving as the game got further on. Yeah, no, that's that's good to get that clarified. And just finally, Webby, from me, um, I'm not trying to get a, a, a headline or a grab out of you at all, but just that the Simbin at the end of the first half there, I thought, you know, you, you never really see the bunker pull, pull a playback five tackles and 50 metres to something that happened on tackle one. Do you think, you know, to me that just sets a bit of a dangerous precedent. If we're going to go so far back in a, in a tackle count and, and further back, I mean, essentially it was a five tackle advantage for the Sharks. So I just wanted to, you know, get your thoughts on, on I guess, how that one was handled. Um, so the, the, the only reason why the bunker's allowed to go back, and I've got clarification around this, and they actually um, made a mistake uh, in round two, and they did it to Marcelo Montoya. They went back against the Roosters. Like, we defended it, they dropped the ball, and they went back five plays and mm. penal, penalised Mars for, for a high tackle. Um, but they can only go back, the bunker can only get involved if it's actually a sin-bidding offence. So um, otherwise, they're not allowed to say anything. Um, around penalties in the back play or, or, or anything to do with live football. So um, they thought it was obviously a sending offence and um, Raps has now been charged as a result of it. But I just don't like the flow of the game. I just don't like the confusion for the fans. I don't like... Uh, yeah, I don't like how like everyone's looking around at each other and go, what just happened and why? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you a headline, but I just... I can sympathise that it's... It's a little, it's a little bit frustrating. Well, it's very frustrating. Um, but they're the rules, and we've got to play to them. And yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I won't go too much further than that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, last question, Webby. Just, just let us into the inner sanctum. You've come off this amazing win. My understanding is you're coming back to New Zealand before you go back to Australia to, to play the Knights. What does this week look like for you and the players? Uh, I mean, we've got to get grounded pretty quick. <laughs> that's I mean by the fact is like, it's one of the most amazing weeks in club's history mm. um, and the boys should be really proud of themselves. Um, we had a review this morning at the hotel and you know, we addressed so many things. Blue. Like Honestly, we should be proud but we know that wasn't good enough what we produced. Um, we did things that we had never done uh, in the poor sense where where that's not... Everyone's talking about our resilience, boys, but there wasn't much resilience in that first 20 minutes. Um, and there was... It was all. It was lack of coordination. It wasn't like effort. It was just we weren't doing things right. We weren't doing it the way we practiced it. So we we got to get grounded quick and sort that out, which we have. We've addressed it already, and we're going to go train hard. Like um, we've got two training sessions before we fly to Australia, and then we have a captain's run in Newcastle, and we just got to make sure that we we address it and fix it quick on the field. So the boys promised promised each other today that they were going to practice hard on those things that we've got to work on and get back to making sure that we play play like we did for the last 60 minutes for 80 minutes because we still haven't put together an 80 minute performance so mm. that, that's the thing we're going to work on before. Actually I said that was the last but I forgot we got a heap of questions asking about 
the health and the prospects of Dallin, of Mitch Barnett, Luke Metcalf, Tamari Martin, Tohu Harrison, you've got a lot in the uh, in in the ward at the moment. Expectation on any of those getting back this week? Um, Tamari will definitely be back. Um, Tohu's a chance. He was a chance this week. Tohu's injuries, one of those ones where it could just all click into place very quick for him. Yeah, um, that could happen, um, and it might not. Um, Mitch Barnett, he's going to be a couple more weeks. Um, just, just want Mitch to get confidence around it. It's, it's not, a, it's not like it's a leg or it's, a, it's, it's his neck. So, mm. um, whilst he's all fine, we just want to make sure that he gets some complete contact and gets to build up his tackling and training. And because Mitch is really important to us long term, so we want to make sure that's right. So he's going to be a couple of weeks. Luke Metcalf probably three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. He's still. Still going through his rehab. Um, we've just lost Marata to suspension, so we'll work out what we're going to do there for two weeks. Um, so yeah, mate, it just keeps happening. The next man up, whatever happens, we'll, <laughs> we'll work it out. But Tamari Martin's their only one, and we're a squad. We we spoke about that at the start. We're a squad. We're not a 17-man squad. We're, there's 28 blokes in the squad, and whoever gets selected, um, we'll we'll do the Warriors jersey proud, and, and and we're there to win. Brilliant. Well, uh, Webby, I cannot impress upon you enough how much uh, good vibes there are coming into this station. You've probably seen it through the media and social media. Ride that wave. Uh, I don't think complacency is going to be an issue for the Warriors at all because they haven't travelled this well for a long, long time. So really appreciate you making yourself available to talk to us and the listeners. Uh, Travel well and um, all the very best for the rest of the week. Thanks so much and I appreciate everyone's support and um, we'll just Brilliant, you're doing it brilliantly so far. Andrew Webster, the head coach of the One New Zealand Warriors coming off the back of that remarkable, remarkable win against one of, a lot of people saying top three teams, top four teams, and we did them at their house after being 20-0 down. Doesn't get much better than that.